Good morning. I've just done a Zoom session with the mammies of Turtle. All our mothers came on Zoom and we had a chat about what's the toughest thing, what really works, what doesn't, and just general chat about the life and what the mindset really, the mindset of what you have to adapt. So this isn't going to be useful for anyone, not just mothers. But what I've really realised is speaking to all the people come on is the efficiency most mothers have is phenomenal and they like there's a lot of efficiency which you should really be applauding yourself on in terms of like getting up here doing this for kids doing this and that and all the tasks massive to-do lists so i think realizing that planning and being a planner and getting that done is great some people aren't but there's definitely huge benefits um to planning though i think everybody needs to start getting into the into the routine of doing but Let's go over what we spoke about. First thing is the the the, the mother's guilt. Um, so you know, spending time with a kid, you know, depending on age, of course. Like if you're 13 years old, they don't want to speak to you. They don't want to play Xbox. But if they're younger, maybe you know you want to spend time with them. Like getting over the guilt, uh, doing something for yourself in the evening over spending time with your kid. Now the reality is, it's not very rational to think that. Um, you should have that guilt because you're looking after yourself. Because in reality, if you can look after yourself, you're doing that. You're doing a massive favor for your kid because you're going to be someone who's more calm, resilient, happy as they grow up. And they pick on, they pick up on these like fee, the the vibes you give off. Like if you are always stressed out, panicking, not really doing what you want to do, you get really kind of resentful. They pick up on it, and they're imitators, imitate behavior. So you want to be someone who, you know. Uh, kind of gives off the vibe that you are looking after yourself, that you are putting your health as a priority, and you are calm, and you are looking at doing things that better your own life, because you know then that's going to help better their lives, and that comes off. So being rational, in a sense, is where you need to go. And the Stoics would say the difference between a human and an animal is that a human has the ability to be rational, and if you're not using that, you're basically an animal. So... Uh, there's a truth to it there's definitely a truth to it like use your rationality okay question your first impressions like is it should I really feel guilty about this really I mean if you're drinking every night and not spending time of course it's guilt because that's not very productive but if you're doing stuff about your health your mental health your physical health, like all this stuff no need to be guilty about that at all so rationalizing that, I think is the answer not so much not doing those things because that's not going to benefit anyone down the line um Rule number one, really, of Mammy World is uh, working out in the morning. It's a must. I think leaving into the evening seems to be something that, that does not work. So carving out 30 minutes in the morning to um, to work out is very, very important. Um, and I think, you know, depends on the people saying you wake up at five, seven, six. But really... Um, understanding as well like workouts are a huge thing for fat loss and if your goal is just fat loss fine but if it's mental health and getting strong all you need is three workouts a week so you could look at saturday and sunday as monday and tuesday if you wanted to you don't have to see it as a weekend which means you don't work out which means whatever you can do you can start your first workout on a saturday you do work at number two on a sunday and then work at number three somewhere in that week where you get more where you get a bit of time um so that's important to look at it and I think it's to, it's to question yourself as well. Like, you know, ask people to look at their screen times varied between, you know, two, two hours, 59 minutes up to eight hours. You know, a lot of, we do we even as being efficient as a mother, 
we still waste time on our phones and we all we have to admit this once we admit it we can say right am i really have i really got zero time or can i carve out time because you know if you are spending all our time on your phone scrolling wasting your time away um there is no excuse then because that's just you're just prioritizing you know killing boredom over doing something that's a bit productive and better for you the reality is that so look at your screen time if it's too high work on reducing it and uh you know you don't have to fit the workout in at that time but definitely like meal prep or like getting like things done on your to-do list is important just things that will gonna improve your day make it easier as opposed to you know scrolling instagram has got no benefit benefit to you it's gonna make you feel worse there's just literally no benefit to it so make sure you uh look at your screen time okay and on that note as well as uh, parkinson's law so that means that work expands as to fill the time available for its completion so sometimes most of us will act like this if we got deadlines we work like hell and we get it done in a short time frame and if we've got eight months to do it we will take eight months to do it similar can we actually use this to well can you actually use it to your benefit as a parent or someone with no time like if you've got less time this kind of the inverse of Parkinson's law means that the less time you have the more you're gonna you know you're still gonna fill the fill out with the work needs to be done you'll actually be more efficient so if you've got more intense periods of time to do work is that better and there's actually people saying now there's a few books and research coming out that humans aren't meant to try and work like you know like moderately for eight hours we work in intense sprints so this tends to work in your favor if you've only got short periods of time to do work you actually become far more efficient and definitely look up um the pomodoro technique which is 25 minutes of work on that one task only you don't look at your phone you don't look at other tabs you do absolutely nothing apart from the task you've been assigned for 25 minutes five minute break go back into another 25 minutes it is a productivity super hack that you should try if you do struggle okay um and let's have a look more so yeah so no morning is no success is kind of the rule um too tired in the evening um realistic worker schedule we spoke about making sure and that's for everybody like just have a realistic workout schedule stop trying to do the impossible you're just winding yourself up you're catastrophizing winding yourself up you get stressed and guess what happens when you're always stressed it impairs your decision making abilities like you it it affects the frontal cortex your decision making part so you actually make worse decisions when you are overstressed so if you are making bad decisions all the time and you're all stressed the goal isn't to try and make better decisions during those stressful times because you're probably not going to you need to fix the cause and that is to reduce your stress so this is don't catastrophize don't wind yourself up and this plays straight into the next fact you have to be adapt you have to adapt as in general change is the only constant as they say but it's even more um turbulent for parents so change comes sometimes daily sometimes weekly you get into routine and boom something else happens as they age the routine changes but is there really a point in fighting against the change oh i did have such a good routine well so what it's gone now let's focus on being adaptable pliable like like bruce lee would say like bamboo flexible in the wind so making that your constant the flexibility but you know like we talk about the the core concept of macros is and you know it's called flexible dieting and you know i don't like the word dieting and it's not really a diet because there's no foods off the table it is a flexible approach to live in depending on your days depending on your emotions depending on plans 
you can eat more, you can eat less, you can eat any foods, and you are super flexible with your macros, and it works. Now, apply this to every other part of your life. Being flexible with your working hours. You don't have to work nine to five. Henry Ford is dead, okay? He came up with his nine to five, you know, on the production line. We still fall away, and it's a bit stupid. Like, some people aren't productive nine to five. Some people prefer to work... 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Some people prefer to work 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Some people prefer to work 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. It doesn't, like, if the more the world is going work from home, the more we get this flexibility, which is great. Um, it's not, it doesn't apply for everybody, of course, because school is, you know, 9 to 3 or whatever, 9 to 5. But you don't have to be fixed. Okay, you don't have to be trying, to be trying to be too fixed. And, you know, when you do plan stuff out, another thing people are saying, holidays and half terms and trying to plan all these things and when it doesn't go to plan and getting annoyed and then you know not in control you can't control outcomes of all these things especially with kids they're crazy gonna get ill gonna have the shits they can have the uh, what's it called chicken pox you know all this stuff people mentioning you know this thing these are gonna be thrown at you and I think we go back to stoicism again you Marcus Aurelius would be like well mate you're gonna wake up every day and you're gonna meet people who are gonna piss you off annoying people you're gonna get these people who are always angry la 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 don't be shocked by this. This is this is normal. So when it does happen, if you are shocked, it's your fault. So if you are raising a kid, I would say if you are shocked that they get ill randomly or something this happens that, then I think you're not accepting that that's the reality of it as opposed to everything should be perfect like the films. And that's not true. So leaving go of control of outcomes and just being able to do your best is something that needs to be taken up, I think. Uh, just be like, I'll try my best this today. You know, I'll try my best to work out, I'll try my best to, to be productive, I'll try my best not to waste my time on my phone, I'll try my best to get things ready for, you know, school and, you know, I might not be able to do everything today, but I'll try my best. And I'm okay with trying my best. I'm okay with going in the right direction and not so much getting the exact numbers. Like, you don't have to get 10,000 steps a day. You don't have to do three or four workouts a week. You don't have to do everything. You can, maybe you do two workouts one week and you get 6,000 steps a day in and you track, you know, most of the time, but not quite. Like, that's not a failure, that's that's a success, that's the reality. Like, we have these, like, ideals, but we have to be flexible, and I think accepting that is, is, is the main step for everybody, I think. And I think Irene mentioned a really good point as well, like, is a culture point, it's like, you know, Mediterranean lifestyle is, you know, you don't leave the house until, like, 12 on holidays and stuff, you don't try and meet your mate at 9am for a coffee and all that, and, like, you know, rush out of the house. It's kind of like, a lot of the, you know, the lesson there really is that a lot of the stuff we think is just how we should be, we don't have to be like that. We don't have to follow what everyone else does. We don't have to rush out at 9am. And it's like, why do it to yourselves just because other people are doing it? And again, another point was, you know, when you're eating, you're going for lunch or brunch or whatever with other mothers and, you know, they say, oh, you should eat that chocolate bar. You shouldn't be trying to look after your food now just had a kid la 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 but they just want you to do what they do because they feel shit anyway and I think they make you feel they try to make you feel weird for not doing what they say to do and I think being able to say no like you may never say being able to say no is a big thing in this life definitely for you new parents and stuff like that being able to say no like no do you know what I'm not following to the, the norms here, like where all mothers that put, you know, stones of weight on just because they fall into the trap of trying to eat for comfort all the time and just doing what others are doing, drinking wine, to de-stress, all the stuff that everybody starts doing. For what reason? Question it. 
like Irene is saying, question the culture, the British culture of this on holidays, going out the doors by nine. Just chill out, man. Have a morning to yourself and half two. Give workouts in. Bring the kids to do the workouts with you. That tends to work. Kids imitate. So if you to see you doing workouts, get him to join in. You don't have to do separate stuff. Like a lot of people are saying they take the kids to the gym. Because you can allow kids in after 12 years old, sometimes 10. And some gyms like David Lloyd's have, um, you know, crash or whatever for kids. So you can work out and, you know, just bringing them on the journey with you. Like they, they want to do they, they want to do what you do most of the time. You go on your phone, they want to go on the phone. Like Irene was saying, you want to do this, but they, you want to watch TV, they want to watch TV. But if you can try and convince them, in a sense, or try and get them to follow your lead in some of these things, it makes it easier, doesn't it? So get them to work out, get, their own, get them their own little mats, get them their own little dumbbells. Even if they don't weigh anything, just get them to do, you know, do it with you. Little things like that, I think, can help a long way. Uh, Rachel Underhill was saying, prefers doing things live, okay? And I get it, being live, it's easy. It's not easy, it's better, the other people there at the same time, but just because you prefer to do something live doesn't mean you should not You should feel like it's a failure to do them on demand or on replay. Like, preferences are great, but having a preference doesn't mean that that's, you know, the only option we should go by. In an ideal world... We would do everything live, we'd join everything, we we have all this family life, it'd be perfect, we'd have a job that's less stressful and this and that, but that's not how it works. So is it really that bad that you just can't do it live but you can do it at the time that fits you? Of course not. It's the same workouts, it's the same Q&As. The only thing you're missing out on is some live feedback, which is fine, but if, you know that's minuscule compared to doing the workout itself. Do you know what I mean? The, the doing the workout is the main thing, not doing, getting a feedback on you know bent over row. We can get that anyway. Have a look at what other people are saying to other people. Um, that's another thing. Next, we talked about making sure that you're prepared with snacks. You know, comfort foods. You should definitely have your problem foods in the house and getting used to being moderate with their consumption because that is being shown to lead to successful weight loss. Trying to eat the low calorie version doesn't work. Trying not to buy it doesn't work. To your friends and stuff, not to get a few, doesn't work. Like, all these interventions don't seem to work. What does seem to work is accepting, I love milky bars, right? I love them. And I'll have them, but I'll control the portion size because that's something in my control. And I'll do that and I'll be satisfied and I get joy in being able to control it, but still knowing I can still have that lovely, cloud-like milky bar that I've not had in years, but now I really, really want one. More on that later, guys. More my Milky Bar adventures later. No, Milky Bar. I'm talking Milky Way I'm on about. Oh, my God. Milky Way. Have they gone? Are they still in biz? I don't know. Um, and Abby J, really great comment. A good morning routine starts with your evening routine. Let's hear it again. A good morning routine starts with a good well, it starts with your evening routine, which is super, super important. Um, Sarah mentioned that she hired a treadmill instead of going to the gym membership, which meant that she'd wake up and it was a less low barrier. And instead of waking up going, oh my God, I've got to do a workout, you wake up and I'll go, oh, I'm just going to get a few steps in on my treadmill whilst the baby's there looking after her, get five or 6,000 steps a day, start off feeling fresh, easy to do. It had a knock-on effect, a good habit, Sarah said, which is important, having that... The, the morning, when the morning, when the day, there's a definite truth to it. 
So if you can find what works for you in the morning, leads to better habits in the day. Okay, so again, and she said she felt hungry if she didn't get steps in, and this is shown in research. If we don't move enough per day, like our ancient ancestors did, we actually have a our appetite regulation system gets messed up, which means we feel way hungrier than we need to be, which means we consume more energy than we need per weight on. So getting that that getting that movement in helps. Um, you know, music, podcast in the morning. Or, or, you know is important and being able to adapt all the time instead of being upset over routine change adapt 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 um great point by amy nev as well what you can still control in all of this which is the most important factor behind weight management is your nutrition you can still control what you eat okay the baby is not pushing that mars band your face twice a day the baby's not going hey go on have that mcdonald's go on they're not they're just not saying it you're saying it to yourself that you feel like you're loving it's comfort and it's it's a temporary pleasure, but pleasure doesn't equal happiness. Let's remember that. Pleasure does not equal happiness. And if we chase pleasure, it's not a good thing. Okay, pleasure's actually neither good nor bad, but the Stoics would say not to chase pleasure. And we try and chase pleasure to get out of feeling sad, but pleasure is not good. Why? It's unstable. And if something's unstable, we can't put trust and confidence in it, is what they would say. So pleasure as a as a as a means to to an end is not good because it leads us down to feeling that because I had the McDonald's and I had pleasure from it, we mistakenly think, oh maybe that's good and I feel better. But in the long term, in the bird's eye view, it's not good because it's given us the habits that we really, really don't want. And actually we can get more quote unquote pleasure by abstaining from those easy, simple pleasures that we know are just comfort eating. Okay, comfort eating has its place, okay? But we have to be really truthful with ourselves. Like, are we overdoing it? Will I actually feel better tomorrow if I add this McDonald's again for the third time this week? Chicken McNuggets, 20 of them, Big Mac, fries, and one of those amazing, uh, what are they called? Fraps. It's got loads of calories in them. Nice, guys, but come on. Is this a total waste of calories? Um... Again, another thing I think someone's saying is how to have consistency with the change of routine. And what I'd say in here is, as a parent, it's not so much consistency, is resilience that we need. Resilience is the way to bounce back. How we bounce back. Can we bounce back fast? Resilience. Okay. If we can be resilient, we can adapt fast. We can find that new norm fast. Consistency. I mean, there's, you know, the two forms of this consistency in the actions it doesn't have to mean everything, you know, every day is the same. That's not what we mean by consistency. I think consistency and resilience is kind of similar. And what I mean here is just being adaptable and not letting one day turn into two bad days and three bad days. That's really what we want to stop. If we can stop that, we'll be consistent and we'll be resilient, won't we? Um, what else have we got here? Um block out time from work even activities harder listen on replay yeah nice one Natalie so Natalie would listen to the replays of the Q&A's during workouts get a block out of time and work um, you know you have to be flexible again 100% focus on what you can control um, okay let's have any other notes I got here um, bulk cooking food so we'll have to come up with a batch cooking guide which would be great and yeah, and then in terms of buggies, you know, if the kid sleeps, putting them in the buggy, taking them for a walk, okay, steps in, is very important. As you know, if they're going to sleep in a buggy versus sleep inside, what are you doing whilst they sleep is really the important question. Um, are you just messing about, wasting time? Are you going to get your steps in? Are you going to do this and that? 
or you're just gonna wait until they wake up and go oh he's awake now do you know what I mean so maybe you know the habit is when they sleep we go in the buggy and you run up the hill like a maniac I don't know up to you um, but it's all about mindset at the end all is about mindset you're not gonna be perfect you're not gonna be like someone who hasn't got kids with all the, t- all the time in the world it's not how it works but what you can take away from being a parent I think whilst I'm not a parent is that you become more efficient and if you can become more efficient you actually work in more intense sprints when it comes to work and doing stuff and that's actually a better way to be as opposed to having eight hours a day to just stare into the screen with nothing else to think about you'll be surprised at how much less people get done with that type of schedule versus having this a strict schedule but you get loads more done i think that's one of the things you can look at as a benefit of uh, the parenting lifestyle apart from you know cleaning up poo i don't think that's a good thing well you have to do it but i'd rather not do it you know what i mean um guys i think that's it I'm, we have to do more of these sessions and for people that are not parents of course listening to this there's a lot of information here that can help you as well it's not just like parent specific it's like time restrictive um time management really so hopefully that was of help i've just blitzed through some of the notes uh, hopefully it came out coherently but thank you all for turning up to the Zoom I always love learning from everybody different walks of life parenting and I think it opens up our horizons we stretch our minds out from new experiences basically and we can be more sympathetic and stuff like that empathetic whatever the word we use for other people's kind of uh, situations and it all knuckles down in the end to the mindset stuff you can become your own prisoner um, if you, you know, in, in any regards here, um, it's, it's all about rationalizing your first impressions. It really comes back to stoicism as well. What is your first impression you get from stuff? Is it legitimately a good impression? Put it to the test. Use your rational mind as a human being and you will improve the days. And you won't let you won't let catastrophizing thoughts run away and ruin your days. But this is one of the longest voice notes in a while, guys. I'm sorry, it's 22 minutes. I'm trying to keep them 15. I, I say five to 15. I've, I don't think I've ever done a five-minute voice note. I'm a complete liar. Um, but thanks for listening. Uh, hope it's helpful. Let me know. And uh, speak to you tomorrow.